there. I'm Dr. Amy King, otherwise known as Dr. Amy, and this podcast is the most important medicine. If you're a physician or healthcare provider, this podcast is for you. This is where we learn about trauma-informed medicine and ways to build resilience in healthcare organizations. We do this through your stories and the stories of other professionals and patients. We listen to each other's to transform medicine with compassion and curiosity about what it means to be trauma-informed. Every time you join me, I want you to hear practical information and leave with tangible tools you can use with patients right away. So today, I thought I would try something a little bit different. I was inspired by one of my own patients that I talked to the other day when I was providing some education for her about trauma. So often when I'm consulting with physicians or healthcare providers, I use the term having a script in your back pocket. And it's just a way to be able to access information about how to talk about something that is easy and accessible. So I thought I would walk you through how I talked to recently and explain to a patient how she was experiencing trauma in her body. So this patient was um, in her early 20s, and she was just feeling really heavy processing trauma that had happened to her when she was a young person, and I would say complex trauma, right? And if you remember, complex trauma is defined as trauma that's experienced over the course of a period of time with little to no access to resources or support, that's what creates the complexity um, that it's happening again over the course of a period of time with little to no access to resources or support. Well, this young woman had endured really extreme emotional abuse, neglect, and um, emotional turmoil because of mental health issues and addictions issues that were present in her family growing up. And this happened for many, many years. And as we were processing some of this, she was just telling me that um, things were feeling really heavy. In therapy, often we use narratives to heal. And in fact, one of the most efficacious forms of therapy for trauma is what we call trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, where we actually use the narrative of a trauma to help our patient heal by looking at it through a different lens. Well, I was sitting in a space of sharing story with her and listening to her story, and she began to say, you know, did this actually happen to me? Sometimes I question whether or not this trauma was real. Um, I don't always remember the details. They feel kind of fuzzy. It makes me wonder if it really happened. And in that question, what I also heard from her was a fear of like, did I make this up? Have I been struggling with all these mental health issues and triggers from my trauma for years? Um, and it's actually not true. And so I could feel like a confusion and a desperation to feel understood and seen. And I began to explain to her how memories can be really tricky at times, especially when you experienced these things as a kid. And so what I said to her was, you know, when you experience trauma as a child, especially complex trauma, um, our brains are really amazing what they do to protect us. And I began to explain to her that we have this part of our brain called the somatosensory cortex. It's somatic because it's how we feel things in our tummy and our head and our hearts and our bodies. 
And it's through our five senses, right? Um, Seeing, touching, tasting, smelling, hearing. And what happens is when we're experiencing a trauma. So for instance, she was talking about this time that she had in the car with her mom, where her mom may have been under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And she was just little and felt really helpless and scared. And I was talking to her about how different parts of her brain might register that trauma in different ways in that somatosensory cortex. But the really cool thing about our brains is that our brains are protective. And so usually when we're developing that part of our brain, it's like building a fast four-lane highway so that we can intake information when we see things, hear things, smell things, taste things, touch things. And it moves really fast so that we can input that information, get information back, store it in our brains, experience it in our bodies. Well, the really cool thing about our brains, or what I think is cool, is that when you've experienced trauma, your brain goes into this protective mechanism And the gray matter actually doesn't develop in the same way. There's research that shows that what happens is actually, instead of being this fast four-lane highway of information, it's like the connections are being made like a backcountry road, like a a two-lane back highway with lots of curves. It's almost like slowing down the traffic. It's this amazingly protective space that your brain is saying, Hey, you know what? I don't know if I can input all of this information. It feels really hard and really heavy and really scary in my eight-year-old brain or my nine-year-old brain or my 10-year-old brain. And I said to my, my, my client, you know, what if instead of putting so much pressure on yourself to remember these things in a linear fashion, if instead I asked you about your senses and I said to her, do you remember what you smelled? Do you remember touching anything? Do you remember seeing things? Do you remember smelling things? She got really tearful. And she said, I can still remember how hard my hands were gripping the bar in the car in case we wrecked and and how I would grip the seatbelt. And I can feel the seatbelt right now as I'm, I'm saying that. She said, and I can smell the cigarette smoke in the car. And as she began to remember this and and honor how her body stored that information, then in this space as a protected 22-year-old young woman in a safe space with me, she was able to be back in touch with those memories. And she looked up at me and she said, it was real. It really happened. And she was tearful and I was tearful with her because I'm not a stoic professional. I'm a person who works with kids and families and adults that have dealt with really complex, difficult circumstances in their life. And and when they are able to access some of this information from a safer place and, and then look back at it and say things like, that was really scary. Nobody should do that to a nine-year-old. Um, and I get to be present for that. It's pretty incredible. And so I said to her, you know, that, that was your brain. That was your brain protecting you. It's a pretty incredible thing that our bodies do for us. 
And now that you're a little bit older and, you know, these things are feeling heavy for you, like you said, and you're trying to come to terms with all this trauma and you're trying to figure out why it feels so fuzzy and why it feels so disconnected. It's because your body did what it needed to survive at the time. And now as this young person, you can begin to process this at a speed and with the people in your life that feel safe for you. And it was a great moment. So that is an example that I have for all of you today about how I explain trauma to patients that I work with. I hope that feels helpful for you. Um, That's it for today. If you um, like what you're hearing and you want more of those free resources, you can always go to my website, www.dramyllc.com forward slash freebies. There's tons of great information on there for you. And I'll look forward to talking to you next time.